history with the podcast guy, Matt King. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast. Unfortunately, for some, our topics that we talk about may be offensive to some people. The topics that we discuss could also be triggers, and we want you to be aware of that. If you are in need of help, please talk to a professional, a family member, or a friend. We are not medical professionals, and we don't claim to be. We are just two guys with a microphone and a platform. Please listen with discretion. Welcome to This Time in History, guys. I'm Matthew, and we're back again for the 2022 um, Municipal Election mini-series that we're doing. Thank you guys for tuning in, and it's one interview every week right up until the election, but bonus, we're going to start doing two interviews in July two interviews every week right up until the election just to make sure i fit everyone in and before we get started today i want to let you guys know we're partnering with a new not-for-profit it's called triumph over trauma it is a organization that wants to cut the red tape uh, and make mental health therapy accessible because there is a serious lack of of accessibility to mental health therapy and especially free or affordable mental health therapy so find them on instagram they're called triumph over trauma and you'll be able to locate their gofundme page guys if you can't contribute i understand but please share it share it with as many people as you can and let's try to end the uh, the serious lack of mental health therapy uh, the the serious lack of accessibility to mental health therapy together sorry for the tongue twister and with that I want to interview I want to uh, bring in my guest his name is Ari Zenel did I say that right yes Zenel yeah Zenel and he is running for Ward Three Etobicoke Lakeshore for City Council welcome to the show Ari. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Matthew. And people, they know me as more like Dino, my name, you know, like as my, because of my, uh, I'm having a couple of uh, locations here in Etobicoke, Dino's Wood Burning Pizza. So oh, if you want, I'll, uh, if you want, I'll just, me, if you want, yeah, I'll just. Call. Like Zainal, but they, Ari, but they know Dino. I'll, I'll call you Dino then. Okay, call me Dino, yeah. Perfect. Now, Dino, uh, this is your chance to introduce yourself and then answer the question, which is ultimately, why are you running, why this election, and why now? Uh, okay, my name is Zain Al-Ari, uh, known as Dino, and uh, because of Dino's wood-burning pizza, I'm uh, doing, as a businessman here in Ward 3 at Tropical South, like more than 20 years having two locations here very well-known pizzeria here in toronto and uh, why now because i like politics and i think this is the uh, best time now and uh, after those years 20 years so people getting me know better and um, i want to be a voice for people who are residents here in etobicoke uh, and um, People are not happy with the current, you know, um, councillor, and they want some change, you know. Okay. Um, you, so you've been you've been already engaging with people. Are, are you starting the door knocking process? Uh, not door knocking, but um, 
like I do lots of social media and uh, a lot of people they coming uh, here to see me and to talk to me and to uh, getting me better known and um, yeah I talk to my customers you know I have a big um, a circle of customers here in South Africa okay and and what, so, what kinds of things are they, if you don't mind me saying, or if you don't mind me asking, what kinds of things are, are they, they, they want change. So uh, that's what I gather from you. What kinds of things are they uh, referring to, if you don't mind me asking? You know, the most thing is here, uh, transportation, because here in South Tokyo, you don't have direct line, like, let's say, at, like in, in every big city in the world, they have direct, like, express buses example here on Queensway in order to get to downtown you have to go all the way to Royal York or Islington subway and take the subway and then you know like you make it like U-turn yeah so why we shouldn't put a direct express buses here from Queensway to downtown from Lakeshore to downtown and it makes it easier for all the residents and you know how to get to downtown very fast and um, so you don't need to go all the way to the subway or there's or, or streetcar you know like streetcar takes forever two hours you know i i gotta tell you dino i um i lived in etobicoke lakeshore for 13 years i actually lived at uh islington and lakeshore and i lived on brown's line so yes. i'm very familiar with the ward and actually to be honest with you for the last 12 years that I wanted to run uh, for city council, I, you know, it just wasn't the right time. But if I had run, I would have run for for your ward. So um, I don't live in, in Ward 3 anymore. I live actually in Ward 1. But, uh, you know, um, so, so what I... What would you change, Matthew, you know, like as a uh, ex-resident here, like... So I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that the subway should be, um, we should have a subway station at Sherway Gardens from Kipling Station to Sherway. And exactly. then, and then, exactly. and then I think that the subway should go to Long Branch uh -huh. and then along the, uh, lake, g get rid of the streetcar and replace it with, Absolutely. get rid and, and replace it with subway stops. Absolutely, because it's faster, you know, and it's easier and less traffic, you know. The, the streetcar takes forever, you know, like it's it's a big pain for the people, you know, to... You, it takes more than one hour or two hours, you know, from Long Branch to get to, to downtown Toronto. Absolutely, absolutely. And in all big cities in the world, they have metro buses, you know. So, they have, let's say, start from Sherway Garden, one stop, start... Then next stop, Royal York or Park Lawn, St. Joseph Hospital, and downtown right Toronto Union Station. And the same metro bus at a lecture. And, you know, it makes the life so easier for everyone because lately, especially summer times, you know, and uh, they, they block the highway, you know, like it's big jam of traffic here on Queensway and Lakeshore, you know, like because of cycling, because of running, you know, like because of the festivals. So it's very, very difficult to move on with cars, you know, like and it's, it's a less people, they would, it's less pollution people, you know, they wouldn't take their cars and take the metro bus, you know. 
Would and you? The other thing, it's it's lately a lot of crimes happens here in that area, in this area, lots of thefts, lots of break-ins, and we need we need put cameras all over the city, especially in the you know all over, not just the topical. Uh, if something happens, let's say they break in in a, a store. And you report to police, they come check your camera, okay, they say, you know what the police say? Oh, okay, the guy had a, a hoodie and the, uh, and the glasses, and we cannot follow up what's going on, you know? But if they had the cameras outside on the roads, on the streets, you can follow up what car the guy came, you know, or who was he, or, or you know, what clothes, or where he changed his clothes, or, you know, what, you know, where, which direction he went. So that happens in if you go to Paris or London or Germany, whatever, they have cameras and they catch the you know like criminals just like that. So well, well, put more police enforcement and, and more cameras all over the city in order to you know to prevent the crime. Well, we'll we'll get to we'll get to crime and police in a bit. I just, I want to stay on track and and talk more about transit if you don't mind. Okay, okay. Um, would you be if you win? Would you be in favor of extending the TTC into Peel region on the west and on the east into Durham region? I would. Yes. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I, I would because um, I think the, the you know the way you think I'm totally with you i agree with you you know like it's an amazing idea to you know with the subway and metro bus you know Absolute. i think they should have their own like the street cars they should we should put metro buses that nobody can prevent you know like to stop those buses you know like no traffic you know so they have their own line go through the line and it's faster absolutely absolutely and um as far as uh, like the city, I believe is in control. No, the uh, sorry, Metrolinx, I believe is in control of the TTC right now, and I believe it should stay that way. What do you think? I should. Uh, I think so too. You know, because uh, I, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you. I've been paying attention, obviously, for a long time to municipal politics. It's one of my favorite topics, and which is good. Yeah. From no, from I, I can learn. From, from you, you know, like uh, <laughs> better ideas, you know. From uh, when, uh, from from when David Miller was the mayor to Rob Ford to John Tory, David Miller wanted LRT. Uh, Rob Ford wanted to expand subways, and then John Tory wanted Smart Track. And what happened is that we kept having the same conversation over and over and over again, and we wasted ten years. And yes. Right now, there are shovels in the ground, but if there were shovels in the ground a lot, lot sooner, we'd be a lot farther ahead in the transit projects that are currently being constructed on instead of wasting all that time rehashing the same conversation of how to move people around the city of Toronto. Yeah. And uh, with that, I wanted to move on to the budget, and uh, you've been talking to people, you said... Do, do they have any uh, concerns in terms of, I know the city's bleeding money, and I was just wondering if you have anything that you wanted to add on uh, budget stuff. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yes, Matthew, because I'm in my store now, you know, people coming in and out. That's why I'm sorry about that. You know, they, they, it's okay. Uh, interfering me. Uh, let's talk first, uh, you know, like, this transit is the most important. 
even for the budget too. You know, like LRT or this other like railing system takes forever. You know, it takes maybe 10 years to put. But if you put the metro buses, put, you know, like add on like there, there's lines here anyway, just special line for them. You know, you don't need to waste any money. If you put LRT or, or you know, like or, or, or sub, it costs a million, million dollars, right? Why not to use the easy way? You know, you have, you have buses anyway, so just make a, a special line for for the bus who's going to express to downtown Toronto. Correct. And, uh, you know... And you can, let's say, if you charge uh, $3 for a bus ticket, example, charge $6, you know? So that's how you can, and, and it's less cost. You don't need to waste millions, millions of dollars, you know, like uh, to uh, put the railing system, you know, like LRT or subway. Uh, it takes forever, you know, like look at Eglinton. It's a disaster. It's more than 10 years, right? And, the, and the businesses, they're losing money. The and, city is losing money. And Finch is, ju- and Finch is just getting started. Exactly. So, you know, like, you know how many businesses, they went down, local businesses closed up, you know, like, and it's a traffic jam. It's a disaster. So we don't want this here. What we can do, like your uh, idea, like my idea, it's less cost and it's faster and easier. You don't need to do anything additional, you know? Yeah. And uh, as far as the budget goes, though, um, there are ways that uh, the city, like there are hard conversations coming uh, for the city in terms of how to balance the books and how to, uh, save money because I mean I've been told by multiple people the city's bleeding money and there's just I mean with we're just coming out of COVID and there are gonna have to be hard conversations in in all facets including transit in terms of what to do in the city of Toronto and uh, for the budget. Mm-hmm. So. Um, with that, I just want to talk about uh, briefly about a few topics, and the first one is uh, the homeless in Toronto. And uh, you know, we've seen encampments being taken down, and we've seen uh, homeless people, you know, have nowhere to go. And I'm just wondering, uh, there was supposed to be a homeless shelter, uh, as far as I know, it was supposed to be being built on Lakeshore. Um, almost at Islington, like in between Islington and 10th Street. And uh, there was a big public out, out, big public outcry that uh, the residents didn't want it at that location. And I'm just wondering if you have anything to offer on the topic of uh, homeless people. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe uh, you know or you don't know, uh, I'm doing like more than like about 10 years, Delivering donation, uh, donating pizzas to homeless shelters in downtown Toronto. Oh, I did. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yes, you can check me out. Like I, I used to go every Saturday bringing pizza for all the streets or homeless shelters, Sherborne, you know, Jarvis and that area. Yep. So you can check me out. You will see. And I donated thousand, thousand pizzas to the homeless shelters because it's a really even. First of all, it's very bad for our city. You know, to like. A city like Toronto, it's a world city, and then you go all over, there are homeless people, right? Yes. So when, when the tourists come here, what they would think about us, you know, like what they would think about the city. So, they, you know, so uh, it's a it's a problem, it's a bleeding, like you say, it's a pro- bleeding problem for our city. 
So we have to find a solution, a housing solution for the uh, homeless shelters because the shelters are off. Some shelters are really, really, you know, like I don't say I don't want to use any, but it's they look very terrible, you know, like. Uh, the city, they have to work on this issue. They have to find solution for really uh, bring them, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, a better area to get, you know, like, I don't know where. Would you be but, in favor of putting a homeless shelter in, in Ward 3? Of course, you know, like, whatever we find the solution, you know, I have nothing against, you know, like, the, they are human beings like us do, you know, like, because... Uh, World Trade, especially lecture, it's improving big time. Like you see, the uh, the high rise buildings, you know, like it's a little upper class, right? So, if they want to put homeless shelters, so that means the value of the market will go down, you know, like the property. So, of course, they wouldn't, they don't want this. But for me, as a human being, I don't mind. They're human beings like us, you know, and they, they, they need also a, a, a better living standards like everybody else, you know. Yeah. And um, I do lots of things for homeless people, you know. Uh, so I would, I, my priority is to fight the poverty, to fight the hunger, you know, and feed these people, you know, and especially winter time, it's a disaster, you know, like these people sleeping outside on the streets, you know. Yes. It's really a pain. Uh, in our heart, so we have to find better solution for this, you know, and to come together, you know, like with the, uh, I don't know the city council or the mayor or the province, you know, to find really a solution for uh, these uh, poor people, you know. I absolutely agree. And uh, so now I want to talk about crime and police. Now, being that I lived in Etobicoke Lakeshore for 13 years, I'll say that I lived in a, a cooperative living off of 10th Street and Lakeshore. And that area, when we first moved there, was really, really nice. However, um, we were at that specific place for, I think, 10 years of the 13 we lived down there. And over that 10 years, the violence in that particular neighborhood, 10th Street and Lakeshore, has gotten really, really bad over a long period of time. It's, it's really bad right now, to the point where... There's been, uh, uh, so we, we lived in a, co a cooperative stacked townhouse and diagonally in front of us were two apartment buildings, which were also co-ops, but a separate co-op. And uh, they had a basketball court. I don't know if you're familiar with the area, 10th Street and Lakeshore. Yes, yes, yes. So there's a basketball court there, those two buildings. And mm -hmm. it got so bad to the point where cars would drive by and they would shoot into the buildings uh, people are carrying guns. Um, they're dealing. I think a couple of years ago it happened again. There, you know, shooting. Remember, like uh, there was a big shooting there. Yes, they're dealing. Like two, they're, three, two, three years ago, yeah. Yes, they're dealing drugs out of the basketball court, and I'm not afraid to say that. And uh, the the thing that scares me, well, I mean, all of it scares me, but. A big thing that scares me is that during any holiday weekend that ha that includes fireworks, 
all of the uh, member, I don't know if they're gang members, I'm not going to call them gang members, but all of the uh, residents, most of, a lot of the residents of those buildings that hang out in the basketball court, they play some sort of a war game uh, um, against each other where they're shooting fireworks at each other at night. Uh, when it's a like on a weekend night where it's uh, where it's a holiday, like for example Canada Day, uh, they'll get fireworks and they'll shoot it at each other. They'll shoot it at cars. They shoot it at the bus that goes by. They'll even shoot it at the cop cars that go by. They don't care. And one time that this started happening, uh, we thought that. Uh, see, I have a, I have an eight year old son. He was a little bit uh, younger when we lived there, but. Uh, we thought he was in the park one time and they started doing this and we ran to the park and it turns out he wasn't at the park but we weren't sure right so i've watched this neighborhood get get more dangerous that's part of the reason that we moved is it was too dangerous to live there one of our neighbors got shot on the way to the store in broad daylight and again i'm not afraid to say this um and you know, Matthew, i think I think this is a, a politic, political, or, or a, you know, like a, um, a business. You know what kind of business that is? So when you uh, remember, like twenty years ago here, or more than twenty years ago, you know that area. Yes. You know, there was lo lots of bad things happening, right? Yeah. On lecture, there was prostitution, this kind of things, and drugs and stuff. You could see on the streets, you know. So what happened? This is my opinion. Uh, I think you know these big, big, big builders. This is like a business for them to put those, you know, um, some people like criminals or this kind of things, drugs and druggy people and prostitution in some areas to move people like you, you know, with family, they move out from there to go different places. So in order to to buy this land and houses and everything, I think so. This is the uh, it's a, my own opinion. After all, we talk like that. So that's what happens to make the market cheaper. To buy these houses and to build, you know, those high-rise buildings. That's what happened, right? Well, so, we were we, we were renting, but uh, no, no. What I'm saying is, yeah, you were renting, so that's why you moved out. You were scared of your family, right? Yes. Because yes. So, uh, and now it's it's not. Maybe it's the the way you talk. That was maybe eight to five, ninety percent more criminals, more shooting. Now it's maybe at five percent. It happens, right, in that area. So it's everything. Uh, cleaned up already almost you know so so i think this is i don't know i don't want you know this is a business or political thing no you know they're moving those drug people or, or prostitution or, or or you know criminals some area to devalue the market and then to buy all the area the land and then build high rises and whatever they you know like to do and then move these people some area other areas you know and uh, that's, I think, that's my opinion. But lately, it's happening different stories here in this area. You know, a lot of, remember there was, you, when I came to Canada, you know, I, I said, oh my God, I came from Turkey originally, uh, 23 years ago. So you could leave your door open, you could leave your uh, car open, you know, like nothing could happen, you know. But during this COVID and after this COVID, I don't know what happened, like people, Break in a lot of break-ins, car hijacking and, and and stealing and theft and you know like a lot of uh, crimes happening. So two weeks ago, they hijacked a, a famous uh, hockey uh, player's car here, right, Islington and Queensway. Yes, you know? yes. You know, uh, in daylight. So 
and they broke in my my store on Kipling. They broke maybe 10, 20 uh, stores around that area. And when the police comes, they check and they say, you know, we can do nothing much because we don't, you know, like they they check the business cameras, but they don't identify or they cannot follow more what happens, you know. So in every world big city they have cameras all over the city on the roads you know like the you know that's but my question my question would be who who pays for those cameras is it the the city is it the police or is it the local bias maybe the bias should be investing in some security what do you think about that well, they should get involved too but that's i think more more the city and i i remember a couple of years ago it was in like a discuss uh, about these cameras and people said, oh, we don't want, they follow our privacy or whatever, you know, but this is not about privacy. This is to to catch the criminals, you know, to, to how they, how the police, uh, poor police can catch the guy because they, they can, they have no cameras, no evidence, you know? Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. It, so it is a... Pr- we need more police enforcement, you know, we need more cameras all over the city, especially in main streets or main, you know like uh, because you, you'd never know now they're stealing people's uh, purses they you know like uh, seniors and you know like uh, you, you walk with your wife your kid you never know what they're gonna do and then if something happens you can the, the police can do nothing they cannot watch or they cannot follow up what happened after you know the guy ran away or where did he go you know like but if you have a camera you can follow up you can see you know it definitely is a problem i'll give you that and now uh, I want to talk about affordable housing, and um, you know rents are at an all-time high right now, both residential and business. And I'm just wondering if you'd be in favor of uh, petitioning the, if you win, uh, if you uh, to petition the provincial government for a rent. Uh, it's it's a rent reduction for both bi- uh, small businesses and residential. For sure. Because I'm running also a business here, I'm paying also rent, and it's totally, it's very, very, you know, in Toronto, it's really, the rent is very, very high. That's why lots of small businesses, they go down, you know, but they cannot afford to pay the rent, you know, like, it's, there must be a regulation, you know, and uh, it's really uh, ridiculous, like paying a small, you know, four, five, six thousand dollars, how can the poor guy to make a living, you know, five, six dollars for the rent, plus hydro, plus gas, plus, you know, uh, stuff like it's it's difficult to make a living right now. Believe me, and all the costs go up, you know, like food costs go up, and you know the gas costs go up, everything go up. So it's really hard for a regular guy, a worker, and also for a a small business uh, business runner. Definitely, definitely. And uh, in terms of affordable housing, um, would you like to see more uh, affordable housing available in your ward? You know, if there is a big demand, for sure. You know, like if people, they need, really. Well, and, well uh, specifically, I know that uh, the former Christie's plant at Park Lawn and Lakeshore, which is in your ward, um, they're developing that. And I'm just wondering if they're including affordable housing in that uh in that plan i don't think so i think i think they're doing more like um uh 
townhouses or some high-rise building there too, but I don't think so they're going to put some... Uh, uh, because that area is getting very popular, you know? Um, and it's really high demand area. It's like a mini, mini, I can tell you, like mini Dubai. You understand me? Because of those high rises. But what the city can do for income, they can improve the lecture area, put like, you know, because the population is growing. Put, you know, like the city can build uh, a restaurants or cafes along the lecture area, you know, and to rent those businesses out, you know. To make extra income from those uh, businesses yes and then use this money for housing or for you know prevent crimes or to make roads you know like because it's beautiful lake area lecture area and wherever you go to any other city in the world they have beautiful cafes and restaurants and businesses people can walk and to see you know like i think it's time to develop more tourism here in Canada in, in along the lake areas, you know, like lakeshore areas. Uh, it's it's empty. There are people, okay, I understand there's beautiful parks, not to destroy the parks, but some area you can use just for this purpose, you know, to, to uh, uh, build restaurants and cafes and this kind of things, you know, where people go sit down and eat and drink and, you know, and, and the city make extra money from the rent. That sounds good. Um, That's my, yeah, I no. think because I travel a lot and I've been so many cities in the world. And that's what happens, you know. Like you go to other cities where you know there's lots of restaurants and cafes, and you go enjoy, you know, like uh, your car. Even here, you go lecture. There is not a, a, a real cafeteria where you can go have enjoy a coffee. You know, you I have to go to McDonald's or to go to uh, Subway. Uh, I mean. Uh, Starbucks or there Tim, must be authentic, yeah. authentic, authentic cafe places where you can go have your uh, sit down and not just everything to go to go to go. You know, sit down, enjoy. You know, we have to uh, bring a different culture to the city a little bit. You know, like not everything fast and go and take and grab and go. Sit down, enjoy, spend money. You know, go to a restaurant and you know drink a glass of wine or have a coffee or whatever. You know, like whatever you like to do. You know. Absol absolutely, absolutely. Go to go to lecture. It's beautiful, but go s sit somewhere like just for having having coffee. You cannot find a, a place to having a coffee. Okay, there's a restaurant you can have uh, steak or pasta or whatever you know or pizza. But there is no real having a a pastry or coffee or or, or this kind of uh, places. You know because it's a big area. You know, put nice patios in the you know some. Parking uh, park areas, so put nice patio and some uh, small uh, places or rent them out. And the other issue, what I'm thinking, um, uh, Matthew. Yeah. So look at you have a kid. How old is your child? Eight years old, right? Yes. And in, in summertime, if you want to take your child to a pool, it's one pool for everyone: for old, for young, for swimmer, for non-swimmer, for you know, like what I'm saying. So yes. So why the city should there's a lot of space there. Put add additional two more uh, pools. One for kids like your son from w w zero to ten years old, where they can really play in the water. You know, like, uh, and then one pool for beginner and one pool just for swimmer. You know, like this. Uh, and then th those get rid of the fences, make 
around, you know, like larger uh, area, the fence put more outside. So it's like a small jail. When you go to, to a, a pool here, you, you're surrounded with a, uh, a, a fence and a pool in the middle, you know, and you're you're lying on, on, on a concrete. Why not on the, you go to Germany or you go to other countries, you know, they have a beautiful, and this country, this country is very, it's just maybe big like Ontario, you know, and they have a beautiful layout for the pools, for the, you know, like where people can go enjoy and, uh, you know, uh, and swim and the kids or the family, you know, we have to, I think, do more, better ideas and change the city a little bit towards to, to livable city and towards like for, for, for tourism, to attract more tourism, not people just come to go to downtown uh, and uh, watch the uh, uh, see the uh, uh, CN Tower. They should be able to come uh, to uh, here at Topico, to go a pool, you know, like there's a nice pool on the uh, uh, Eon Lakeshore, uh, but it's only one pool, you know, and it's and you lie you lie down on on, on a concrete. Why on concrete? There's nice grass and everything, you know. Get rid of the fence. Make little bit uh, further. If if you want to put a fence, okay, go further and let the people lie down on beautiful uh, uh, grass and you know and put a cafe place or restaurant more more sociable you know what we missing here it's social to be social you know like to get engaged with people you know so everybody's running away everybody's going somehow you know like fast food or or, or this fast get the uh, drive through coffee place you know so we have to make living livable you know livable and people get know each other people uh, get know each other neighborhood and neighbors, you know, like, I think that's what we miss in this country. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, where can people uh, find you? Have Do you have a website yet for your uh, for your campaign? Right now, like, I didn't uh, uh, launch an uh, official uh, uh, website, but I go everything through my uh, business, my biz, like Dino's Pizza Toronto, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Dino's Pizza Toronto. So I do everything over my business uh, social media because I have lots of followers there. I have almost like 15,000 followers, you know, uh, uh, both Facebook. And so I go through my uh, business uh, like Dino's Pizza Toronto Instagram and uh, Dino's Woodburn Pizza uh, Facebook. Oh, perfect. I want to say thank you for agreeing to this interview. Um, I, I thank you so much that you put your trust in me to be able to do this interview. And I wish you nothing but luck. And uh, I really, really, uh, you know, I can't, I, I tell all, all the candidates this uh, election night for me, it's like Christmas. I get a bag of popcorn and I'm sit, I'm glued to the TV because I want to see who wins in each ward. And I, I, re I love election night. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. Thank you, Matthew. I hope to see you one day running for the uh, councillor or mayor. I know, I, I like, I can see you are really into it, and uh, and you want also change. You know, you know what you want put your effort to see a better uh, city and better Etobicoke uh, or better living or you know to be in a better place for everyone. Absolutely, and thank you again for coming on and and uh, doing this interview. I wish you nothing but luck, and uh, I'll be uh, paying attention. So thank you. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks for having me, my friend. Have a nice day. Thank <laughs> you.